All right, guys, I'm about to do something really serious right now. I'm taking off my geocaching hat, and I'm putting on my Munzee hat. Here we go. What's up, Munzee freaks? Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the new music we have. And our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger. There he is. Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer. Yay. Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Memphis Mafia, also with us as normal. Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, who we hope will join us tonight. We'll see. The Deadliest Cashers. Tim Terrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Geocaching Adam, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, and the NoCo Geocachers. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as G- as, as $3 a month. So let me start and get somebody else in here with me because I'm running over my words. And we'll start with Sydney. Hello, everybody. And Jesse. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Yes. Very happy Father's Day to everyone. So let's jump right into show 53 because we've got a lot to talk about. Or is it show 54? I forget. For Sunday, June 11th, as we welcome back to the show, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger. Welcome back. Hey, hey, friends. It's good to be hanging out with you guys again. I don't think... <laughs> nice shirt, Sydney. Sydney, wa- Sydney wearing, watching, wearing the shirt, so... Fantastic. It's great to be hanging out with you guys. We haven't really hung out together since we were all at MOGA together. Sorry, Sydney. You were you were there in spirit. And look at the MOGA cup is present. We're all here. Great to be here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so glad to have you on uh, tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a fun show. We're gonna talk about a lot of different a lot of different things. Um, but mostly geocaching and Munzee. And wow. the two of them together. In one big happy family. One so, big happy family. 
I'm excited <laughs> for this show, man. I am so excited because this is one show that I would love to listen to. And so I'm so glad that you guys decided to do it. Right. So, but I listen. I listen every week, Gary. I, I know you every do. Every single week, you know actually, I do. Actually, you do. With you, it's not I just, do. It's not just lip service. You actually do no. listen every week. So it's awesome. I sure do. Well, and I the appreciate. Funny thing is, if we'd have had this show before Moga, I wouldn't have listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion blame... changed. Maybe we'll see. Right. Yeah. yeah. I blame Jonah. I blame Jonah completely. I do too. He's already cost me a lot of money. So. <laughs> That's right. Jonah got us all hooked again. We'll, we'll get kind of into the history uh, of like me and me and Jesse as far as uh, Munzee is concerned, but uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, we're starting off the show with with I think a, a very good point, and we're going to do this kind of roundtable. So um, everybody kind of. Uh, bear with us. We have a lot of people who want to say something, and so I'm going to try to lead the lead the band here as we uh, make this work tonight. But I liked what Joshua did on one of his videos, and that was he said the following: "It is Munzee is not geocaching with stickers." So I'm going to start with Joshua and say to you, why did you say that? Yeah, that's a very um, – I think it's a great place to start. First of all, I, I don't think we should assume our listeners here uh, know what Munzee even is. I mean most people I think that have been in the geocaching world or location-based game world know what it is. Um, so I guess let's start there first or I'll start there first. Yes, um, Munzee is another uh, location-based game. Um, I think it started – well, we won't talk about when it started. No, no, don't uh, let it go away. <laughs> that- um they, we are giving three three prizes away later, and one of them might be that question. So keep going. Fantastic! They're all going to look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But, That's okay. But uh, it's an location based game, and it involves QR codes, at least in its infancy, of of um, people that place QR codes all around the world, and people scan them with their phones and gather points and level up like many of the other location-based games. Um, And now there's a whole new element with virtual Munzees and all that, but we won't get there yet. But the reason, Gary, I said that uh, geocaching or Munzee is not geocaching with stickers is because I think that is a big misconception, Yes, particularly from geocachers that have uh, very little maybe knowledge of where the game of Munzee is now compared to when it started. Uh, when Munzee started, a lot of people treated Munzees like geocaches because the people that started doing Munzee were geocachers because geocaching sort of started first, right? So people were, would take um, QR codes and they would uh, attach them to trees and they put them in pine cones and, and they would essentially hide hide the Munzees similar to how you would hide a geocache. Well, as, as Munzee has progressed, it's not really about um, looking for hidden Munzees. Um, Munzees, in my opinion, are designed and made to be found. Right. So you can get so you can get them as many as many as possible. So so yes, yeah, some people still sometimes cleverly hide them, but most of them are not hidden. They're meant to be found to accumulate as many points as possible. So if if people are going into the game of Munzee thinking that they're going to be hidden and there's going to be some uh, aha eureka moment, oh, oh, I found a QR code. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Um, no. And what, what's so. what's funny about that? Well, the reason I'm laughing about this, and so Jesse will elaborate, but <laughs> Jesse, have you ever hidden a Munzee in a tree? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know, yeah, I didn't know any better. They, well, that's what that's what people were doing at the beginning. Unless sure. you did it this week, did you do it this week? No, I, I did not do it this okay. week. Okay, then no. you're playing Munzee correctly. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was a while back. Now I'm, there's going to be Munzee people that say that are, are you know are watching this or in the chat, and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to say I still he'll hide Munzees and trees. So there's still that's they're still okay. out there. There's still people that play that way. But in my humble opinion, and we'll talk about it more later, it's it's primarily a, a, a urban game where these Munzees are meant to be found and as many as possible. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, you know, is like I said, it's, it's, it's completely different. And so Sydney, you had, you put some thoughts in the show notes. What are your, what are some of your thoughts about this? Right. So they're, they're not the same in my opinion, really. Um, I know the phrase you're comparing apples to oranges is kind of cliche, but, I think that's the best way to describe it. They, a lot of people compare geocaching and Munzee, but they really are different. They just utilize kind of the same technology, which would be your GPS on your phone in this case. Um, but each each game kind of has its own purpose and its own kind of feel. And I personally think that they can be played together at the same time. You could be out doing both, right? In my opinion. Yeah, and you know. It's, um... Something that you know is is something that I think geocache being a uh, geocacher since '06 and uh, actually uh, I joined uh, Munzee back in 2012. Uh, Jesse, you were are you 2012 on Munzee but never mm-hmm. did it? Okay, I yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, mine was 2014. That's what it is. But um, I had trouble at the beginning even getting the, trying to get it to work. I never even captured a Munzee in 2014, so I just kind of went. This doesn't work, and I'm moving on. So, but the game again, we got re- reintroduced to it um, this year, and it is it is cool for different reasons, which we're going to get into. But um, we actually found a geocache. Susan found a geocache while we were munzing. We weren't trying, you know. I, 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 we'll get into trying to go back and forth between geocaching and munzee, but um, we just happened to find one. Which was kind of cool, so we logged it and signed it. I know Jesse, you got you said, um, I think Christy, you said found one, right? Like that one. Mm-hmm. We were getting a Munzee in a in a park, and she actually accidentally found a a geocache nearby. I don't know if she looked over because out of habit, but she looked over at a bench, and there was one stuck up under a geocache. <laughs> so we hadn't pulled it up or anything. She just happened to find it. Like bonus prizes, so. Well, I I did the same thing as well, and I found I looked it up, and it was a final. Of a puzzle cache. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let me let me kind of ask this question since everybody in this group Munzies and geocaches uh, uh, heavily. Um, so we'll start with start with Sydney. Are do you tend to do both the same time you go somewhere, or are you pretty much I'm going here to geo because they are very they. Their realm, well, we, I use realms, are very different because you're not going to find a geocache in the middle of, on the top of a mountain, you know, so it's, the games are, they have different areas that mostly, but they do, they do coincide in certain suburban areas or even urban areas. So I'll start with Sydney. Do you find yourself geocaching, you know, you know, going strictly geocaching part of the time and then strictly Munzee part of the time, do you try to combine them the same day or how do you kind of com- 
get the two games together right. in a sense. So I think it it really depends in my life. I know that's not really an answer, but okay. um, that's a, that's sometimes answer. I'll go to a park because I want to find geocaches, but then I'll pull up the Munzee map and I'll yeah. scan some of those as I'm walking between caches. Other times um, I'll be out specifically for Munzee because I need, like, for instance, a couple weeks ago I was in Buffalo and I needed to get points for my clan. So I went to this park that had a lot of Munzees, and it turns out there's a geocache there. So I was like, oh, I might as well find that while I'm here too. So it, it really kind of depends, like, what I'm concentrating on for the day, but usually I I kind of end up doing both. Yeah, and it's, um, it's um, very much... Like you said, you like bonus prizes. So, Josh, you have a whole different deal here because not only are you geocaching, not only are you munzing, but you're also mm-hmm. vlogging. And, in fact, vlogging every day, by the way. So everybody needs to get out and watch the vlog. It's like vlog a year. Yeah. I think Josh was going to do it every, every 365 vlogs every year this is awesome go ahead so to how do you yeah no (laughs) (laughs) just for june i'm sorry just for june so so how are you how how are you able to juggle or how are you attempting to juggle geocaching in munzee for me it's whatever um one of the other i'll just say this one or the other gets me out the door Mm -hmm. so uh, and but I, if if I'm going Munzee and, and let me just say Munzee for me right now is it's a very goal oriented game, you know I'm trying to get a certain amount of points for uh, for the clan wars which we'll talk about in a little bit or I'm trying like today I had to get ten evolution Munzees for today if I didn't get today I failed um, so <laughs> that's the um, so that right? gets me out there. <laughs> is that the option yeah that's the option okay. we'll so talk that, about that in a minute yeah go ahead yeah yeah so so. It's either for me, it's either geocaching or Munzee that gets me out the door. Now, if I happen to be in a park and my goal was to do a bunch of Munzees, I'll look and see, oh, are there any geocaches in here, much like you, Sydney. Um, or if I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to film this geocache, that'll get me out the door. Or I'll some Munzees along the way. So, um, so for me, it's the moti- one of the other motivating me to get out the door. And then once I'm out there, you know, priorities, pr- priorities are mixed. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Jesse, you're kind of in an interesting location um, because you're so close to the wide open spaces of of the of the the Rocky Mountains. So, how how are you currently juggling the two? So we've been kind of doing both too, like like Sydney said or whatever. And uh, one of them may get us out the door quicker than the other. But in a perfect world, uh, I'd prefer my geocaching out of the mountains you know, where there's no cell signal and I probably planned and got my gear and whether we're kayaking or hiking or or doing whatever to get to it, it's a much bigger ordeal in a perfect world. And then I would do Munzee while I'm driving around town and we're in Denver and there's a large city and we get to do all that other stuff. How it ends up working out is we do both. So (laughs) we'll be riding around. We almost always go as a family. So it's not as much one person going at one time we go as a family. So we have more than one device almost always. Like today we went out to lunch and uh, for Father's Day mm-hmm. and stuffed myself as full as I could with crab legs. There you go. Happy Father's and Day. Before to you. we left, we pulled up each app, you know, sitting there. Is there a Munzee nearby? Is there a geocache nearby? Um, so, uh, you know, we kind of end up doing both. And something I, I think we want to point out because uh, we're going to hear 
we're going to hear this from some people. Again, all four of us are diehard geocachers. A couple of us even have branded on our bodies geocaching related <laughs> items. So we are and so we're all pro geocaching. It's the reason I point that out is because I think that and I, I use the example of Pokemon Go for for some people too because Pokemon Go came out. I was not anti Pokemon Go. I had no interest, and that's okay because you know other people had interest in it because it was a way for them to get out and play a game. And so I think that you know there are so many, and this is a little different because we're comparing. We're not comparing, but we're talking about two completely separate sports in my opinion and so but we are we are very pro we're not we're not abandoning geocaching because of whatever reason that you know somebody thinks we have so i i I want people to realize that that we're talking about adding on to something um and so and we talked about before the show should we talk about all the things that are pro we love about geocaching and it's like we don't really have time tonight to go through for us all the the great things about geocaching because I mean we love geocaching so but we also all love Munzee and so I don't want people to real think about well we all they did was talk about Munzee on the the show mm-hmm. on the geocache talk show <laughs> it's like well yeah but there's a reason for that and and so uh, you know. Ahead, I don't Jesse. think it's. Can I add something? Hard to let, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I just, I just wanted, I wanted to just on this topic. I just want to have a little heart to heart with geocachers because primarily geocachers <laughs> are listening. Um, so look into my eyes, geocachers, or listen <laughs> to my voice if you're listening, listening to the podcast. I really have a hard time when when people put down some other hobby because. Maybe it's not their cup of tea. Maybe because um, they don't fully understand it. Um, and I think it's just really unfortunate. I, I, as, as far as coexisting, if you don't like the game, don't put it down. Don't, um, you know, tell others how it's ruining your game. Um, and I, I think to your point, Gary, when Pokemon Go came out, I heard just a lot of negativity from geocachers about a new location based game and that's fine. Like don't play it, but don't put down other people for enjoying something that uh, is, um, that they're enjoying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. No, you're what right. What do you guys think about that? I, yeah. I, I said the same thing, I, just, I think later in, in the notes, but um, I, it's, it's important to remember that not everyone likes geocaching. There are muggles, people that don't geocache. We don't hate on them for not geocaching. And some people like Munzee and some people like geocaching, some people like both. So I think it's important not to judge or hate on or, I mean, just because someone's going outside and doing something, anything, you shouldn't be. That they enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, who, who am I to say that your hobby that you enjoy is stupid or lame or whatever. So if you like it, then great. Good for you, you know. Yeah, so, totally agree. 
so I want to take some time because Jesse and I were sort of in this. Sydney was on board, and and Josh was on board in a sense. The the modern version of Munzee. I'm gonna call it the modern version versus the old version. But they were on board before the two of us were. But what I want to do is I want to talk about um, the things that are new, and I'm gonna call them new because. The, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of this stuff is to me new and I didn't know about it. So I want, I think people who are part of, um, part of our world, as far as geocachers are concerned, don't know about the, um, what Munzee's even about. So let's talk about sort of the way that, Munzee has kind of come about to this day and maybe this might be so maybe of evolved. interest evolved it really has so let's talk a little bit about a couple things um they have um i'm going to come back to clans let's talk a little bit about some of the new new items that were have been added by Munzee um that are not that are past the the greenies, the normal green munsies that you find everywhere else. So, so this is really Joshua and Sydney can kind of maybe fill us in on that. But when did they start adding all this cool stuff? When did they add rock, paper, scissors and prize wheels and mythological things you can chase around? Or do you know roughly, do you know when those kind of occurred or? I, I want to say the, at least I, I remember in the last year and a half or so, the rock, paper, scissors one came out. Okay. Um, I want to say the prize wheel one was in that time frame as well. I don't know for sure because I kind of was playing for a little while and then kind of stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. And actually the reason I got back into it was because of Joshua. Cause he started making a bunch of Munzee videos. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, I guess I'll give this another try. Um, but yes, recently they've added a lot of new types, which has been really interesting for me because that's not something that geocaching has done in a while. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a reason why I find it uh, a bit more interesting at times. So that's, I mean, one reason. I, yeah. There's reasons to like both, but. Yeah, but we're, we want to yeah, point. I think. I was just to say we were trying to I think this is good because we want to point out to me these cool things that maybe people don't know about. So so yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. So go ahead, Joshua. Well, just to give a little background too, it, this this game is not about um you know, necessarily Munzies have brought me to some really cool places, but it's not about like going out necessarily into this amazing hike. It's not about amazing location necessarily, although that happens. Um, I think to get a little bit of background before we talk about the different types, we need to understand like, so what's the point of getting a rock, paper, scissors? Why, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go seek out a mythological, a mythological creature? Um, and the, the simple answer to that is that this is a game about points and about leveling up. Very similar to sort of Pokemon Go. It's, it's about points. It is about the numbers, <laughs> right. this game essentially. So it's like a lot of people be like, well, what's your motivation to want to do it? Well, I would just say it's points and, and points for competing, points for uh, winning more stuff to play the game even more. Um, so um, it's not points for just points sake, but it's points to 
get better at the game or level up or, you know, so I think that's important to note first for those that have walked away because initially when they came out, it's like, Oh, I scanned a greenie. That's equivalent to finding a geocache, which back when it started, that may be the case. Now it's completely different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And yeah. something else too, that I, um, Joshua, I want you to men- to talk about is the fact that for some people who maybe are like, Oh, well, I'm not interested in, in, in being some sort of, you know, competition, you know, you know, right. person there's one thing you can do even if you don't really yeah, okay. as <laughs> as 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 jo, as uh, jesse shows the the moga cup it's great for people who compete like jesse but i do want to point out that if you're interested in if you're not interested in the, in the point aspect of it talk a little bit about badges because badges is something you can do that you don't necessarily compete, but I think the badges in Munzee are really amazing. So I'm, I'm going to go back to you, Joshua. Talk a little bit about the badges that you can get. Yeah. The stinky yep, so badges. badges in Munzee. Yeah. <laughs> so badges in, in Munzee, uh, basically it's, it, you get a badge for completing sort of different aspects of Munzee and it'll be on your little Munzee profile when you earn them and you collect them. And I guess the closest equivalent to it in the geocaching world would be like souvenirs only right. in, in this respect. It's not like about location. It's not like finding a certain state or attending a, net, a certain event. Although you do get special badges for attending events. <laughs> right. You, uh, but it's more about, it's more about accomplishing things. So for example, oh, and they're very creative. Um, one of them I just earned was the air Munzee badge, which means you had to, to cap 23 Munzees and uh, deploy 23 Munzees in one day. And then it ended up being like a little Michael Jordan dude. Uh, right. Munzee, you know, so it's some really unique ones. There's ones for finding, there's different kinds of jewels that you scan. So if you find all the different kinds of jewels, or if you find every single color of the rainbow, you get a rainbow badge um, for uh, capping mythological creatures, which we'll talk about a little bit, a bit, mm-hmm. a little bit later. You get badges for for finding those. Um, Sydney, do you have any other badges that um, you can think of? No, well, there's ones for uh, getting so many points in a day. So there's, I think, one yep. for getting ten thousand points in a day, one for getting twenty five thousand points in a day, one for fifty thousand, and I think even one for a hundred thousand which I have not gotten yet. I've yeah. not been so lucky to get a hundred thousand points in a day. Um, but there's things like that, which, which is all, which is pretty much all about the points there. Um, but then there's yeah. the, there's like the little random things like the, I know Josh, you did one about uh, doing the blast cap and only getting 12 virtuals with yeah. that blast. And then you, but you get your blast capture back. So it's like these kind of yeah, weird then- quirky things that are kind of cool to try and get because you probably wouldn't otherwise do that if it wasn't for that badge. Yeah. Another, some of them are really tricky to get too. Like one day, one of them, you have to get the pie badge and you have to end the day with exactly 314 points. And then you get that badge and that might sound easy, but for somebody who's getting points for, for cap on points, we'll, we'll talk about maybe later. Um, it's very tricky to get exactly a certain amount of points uh, right. because you don't have control necessarily of your points because you're getting points for people capping your munsies. Right. So, one of the, right. so yeah. Go ahead, Jesse. One of the coolest badges I've seen so far, we actually earned it today, is the first responder badge. So kind of the equivalent, that's for the first person to capture. you got to get 100 
first defines essentially. I, I, I don't know all the Munzee terms yet, so I got to yep. I got to speak in geocaching terms. But it's a, a badge for getting a hundred <laughs> first defines, yep. which again is the competitive nature. And depending on where you are, if one a new one comes out, there may be a bunch of people going to get it, or you know it may sit for a month. But that's kind of cool that they have a badge for an accomplishment like that. I I thought that was a pretty neat one. And then they also and have the funny badges. Thing about that, Jesse. Is- they, they have badges for capturing like so many of a specific type of Munzee. Mm-hmm. Like these, these new evolution Munzees they have out, they have badges for capturing so many levels of those and so on and so forth with prize wheels and with scatter Munzees and with all these other things. You know what you're saying, Josh? The cool thing oh, the cool thing is that sometimes the badges surprise you. I assume yesterday that you were surprised when you saw you're like, what badge did I earn? I don't even realize I earned a badge. <laughs> and then it it shows up. So sometimes you earn a badge, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how did I earn this one? Other times, it's something that you shoot for. So it's very goal-oriented because I'll go out to, like, try to – like the Air Jordan one or the Air Munzee one. I went out to try to get that one, where others ones, they just – they kind of show up in your profile. You're like, what did I do to earn this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks yep. like the chat room is going crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and people – nobody seems to be overly negative in the chat room about it. Good. People have different opinions. Some people, uh, one opinion was that ge- uh, geocaching is more individual and Munzee seems like more of a team game. And I think that's, uh, while that's not all the way true, that's, mm-hmm. there's some truth to that because of the, like the clans we're going to talk about in a little bit. There is a team aspect to, to Munzee that you can't really build into geocaching. Right, right. And that's something, you know, what's interesting about that too is I wonder because we kind of were, were sort of um, wondering what's going to happen with the summer uh, challenges that the geocaching is coming out with. You know, there looks to be like a possibility that you're going to have to have uh, a little bit of teamwork. We don't know. I know Joshua's got inside probably. He knows. Do you know what we're doing this, this summer, Joshua, as far as team part? No. Okay. I, do, I do not know. Okay. I'm on the same email list as you are. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> really? You don't get a special – I mean – Really? Okay. No. All right. Um, so, <laughs> but um, just uh, we could go, we could go on and on and on and on and talk about, I mean, the badges are just amazing. Like you said, there's so many cool badges, but let's, I want to talk a little bit about um, a couple interesting um, Munzies that I think some people maybe that are new or are not familiar with the sport are uh, maybe have never don't realize are out there and that there's, there's three kinds I want to talk about. And those are the mythologicals. Um, somebody would, would talk about the mythologicals and then the, uh, nomads and the rovers. And I want to, uh, I can talk about, um, as far as, uh, Susan, and I both got rovers this past weekend, but, um, Joshua, you've done, you've actually done a, a cool vlog about the mythological. So let's, let's kind of start by talking a little bit about these little creatures that, um, are fairly new to the sport of Munzee. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how long they've been around. So, um, so basically if you look on the map of Munzee, there are a lot of, uh, greenies they're called, and these are the basic Munzee. If you look on the map, it's, you know, the green 
all these green dots or whatever. And that's how Munzee started too. So, and if you actually download the app Munzee, they will be the only things <laughs> that show up. And then when you change your filter, you'll be opened up to a whole new world. Um, but there are a lot of greenies out there and actually Munzee encourages people to put out greenies. You might wonder, be wonder why would they do that? Because when you scan them, you only get like five points and that's, that's very little in the, in the, <laughs> And when you think about all the points you can get. So what happens is, is that Munzee has sold these um, a thousand of these mythological creatures that other Munzee players can buy. And once, um, once they, they purchase them, they deploy all a thousand of these mythological creatures to land on greenies that they stay on greenies uh, for, I think it's, I might be wrong, but is it 25, 12 hours, 12 hours. 12. Okay. Yeah. They stay on greenies for 12 hours. They, they sort of land them. You can see them pop up in the map. And if you scan them, you get a hundred points. And not only do you get a hundred points, but the person that deployed it also gets a hundred points because we haven't talked about it. When you deploy Munzees, when people scan your Munzees, you get points too. So there is incentive for putting out more, more Munzees. And the cool thing is if, if nobody captures that mythological creature in, uh, in that 12 hours, then it moves on to another greenie. And so if you own one, this is what's really fun to me because I own two mythological creatures. If you own one of these creatures, you can see where it's bopping around in the map. So you can see, oh my gosh, my, my, uh, my fawn is in, uh, is in Denmark right now. I, I wonder if somebody in Denmark is going to capture it. So it's, it's these moving bopping around creatures that bop around the map and you see you want to seek them out because you get a hundred points when you scan them does that, does that make sense did i yeah. explain that well no that's perfect and go, go ahead jesse you're gonna say yeah so this is one of the few that i actually know much about know anything about because we've kept, captured a couple of these um i don't know if, if you mentioned it but we found this out um because we had a, when we first started recently it's changed since we started within the last month but we had pretty much all the geo, all the geocaches, all the Munzees up in this area were us putting them out to see if anybody else would. So one of the mythological creatures showed up, and it was on one we put out. It's like, how did that happen? How did our Munzee? I didn't know what it was. How did our Munzee change into a dragon? What, what's going on here? So we, I jump in my car, drive out there, and you can scan it. Even if you're the only one putting them out in town because these things pop around, you can scan it still at the location and get the points. You don't get credit for the Munzee because it's yours, but you get credit for this creature right. that showed up, but only the first person gets it. Well, now we yeah. have that's another person that's moved into town that's been Munzeeing for a long time. <laughs> so we're at first, we're just like, oh, yeah, we'll probably go get that tomorrow morning. It's 100 points. Boom, it's gone. So now it's a race. When these <laughs> yes. mythological show up around us, yeah. it's a race. Oh, I get it. We actually got there. <laughs> it was like an FTF race for us the other day. We showed up at one, and they were in the parking lot, and they beat us. It's like, ah, yes. no way. Yes. So it adds that fun again. You know, you got to race and get it. Only one person gets it. So Right. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and one thing I want to add is these mythologicals, I guess, are kind of attracted to areas with more Munzees. So the more Munzees you put out around your house or in your town, the more mythologicals you're likely to get. And there's also special types of Munzees that attract the mythologicals yes. more often. So they have one that's a shamrock Munzee. So that is more likely to attract one of these mythological creatures Unicorn. than mm -hmm. a regular uh, greenie. Yeah, I have a, uh, 
I have a shamrock right outside my front, uh, right on my street, and it, I call it unicorn feeder. Yeah. And probably, probably every other day, every other day, a, a unicorn lands on that sucker. That's awesome. Nice. And, and it's and it's me and jo- Jesse. It's me and Jonah racing out the door to see that <laughs> first. That's awesome. <laughs> Go to your room, son. You're yeah. grounded. You're grounded. You're, You're grounded. grounded. <laughs> S- something I, I forgot to point out for everybody uh, is uh, definitely stick around because near the end of the show, we're giving away three prizes. So mm-hmm. um, we're giving away a Munzee grab bag, a $20 gift certificate or gift or store credit to Munzee. And we're going to give away, give away a one-year premium membership to Munzee as well so definitely stick around we're going to ask questions later so chat room be ready later on we're going to ask you some questions and we're going to give away three prizes tonight later on so that's just uh that's just exciting and we need to we need to thank yeah and yes. we need to thank Munzee uh, HQ for giving all those prizes it's very generous and so thanks to Rob and the team over at Munzee for for uh, they were very excited that we were doing this show Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I uh, we got Susan. And I got to. I, mean, I mentioned this before, right? but we got to meet a couple of people that work for Munzee uh, as they were working at the headquarters, and um, very excited. They're just wonderful people. Uh, had fun. I, I mentioned it to them, so hopefully they got a little bit of word out. We got some people watching uh, that um, were told about this from from uh, from them. But uh, you know, um, we're not, there's. There's a, a page, if you're interested, too. Um, I asked Josh one day about uh, the Munzees. And you, there's actually a page on Munzee.com that shows you every Munzee that is available. And that's kind of neat to go look at that list because there's so many. Um, Nomads is another one bounces around, although there are, I don't think there's very many of those. I, those uh, are even more rare than the rare. mythologicals. Like some only have less than a hundred of them bouncing around the world. So if you see one, go, go and it. get it, drop what you're doing, <laughs> go over there, go get it. Go get it I've gotten like, one uh, virtual rare or webcam rare. <laughs> virtual. There, let's say this. I think, I think there's only <laughs> 10 of the 10 of each kind in the world. Ten oh, of wow. I think, I think ten. it depends which one. Cause I think they, they yeah. released some newer ones that only have 10 or 25. But I think yeah. some have like a hundred, but yeah. that's way smaller than the one thousand mythologicals or whatever the number is. Mm. I, w- I wish you get got way more points for those though. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think you only get a hundred. You get a hundred for those, so you'd be like a thousand points. A thousand, be awesome. <laughs> yeah, those. I've only ever gotten one. <laughs> you know, and um, something interesting too. Just again for people to, to don't don't maybe not know this but there's rovers out there and we got lucky susan and i both found a rover this weekend rovers are kind of like um a travel bug because when you find it and first we did, i wasn't quite sure because I, I found it and then actually susan pointed out to the munsey's right there gary i'm missing it and she's like it's right there she can see it from the car so um once again, she's a better Munzier than 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 I am, and she's a better geocacher than I am. But anyway, you find it, and then you can actually tell it to grab the rover. And now I actually have a rover with me. I need to deploy it or get put it back out in the world. Uh, uh, well, they unleash it, kind of like a little doggy. But uh, I need to put it out in the world but um uh they can have goals uh one of mine the one i got has a goal it wants to go northwest a lot of them have 
sort of like a travel bug goal is kind of, you know, what they do. So, so very cool. Um, so, um, I want to spend a, a little bit of time talking about clans. And so, um, this month, uh, Joshua and Jonah and Jesse and myself and Susan are all in a clan along with Zach and a bunch of other cool people. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the cool people one. Sydney decided she's, oh, I know <laughs> Sydney's in a cool one too, but she's in a different cool one. But anyway, so clan. So talk, uh, the ones that have been in clans before, when did, when roughly did clans begin? Do you think? And what do you like about clans? Sydney, we'll start with you. I don't know when they started. That okay. was that was before I got into it. But the thing I I like most, okay, there's there's two things I guess I like most. One is your clan is you and nine other Munzee players, and you all have to meet a set of goals. So you have to both rely on these people. You have to trust them to to get a, get the right number of points and right number of captures and deploys. And so you're kind of working together in that aspect, you and your nine other team members um, to meet this goal. And the other thing I like is for each level of, I guess, toughness that there's different levels of toughness to these goals that they have one through five. And so at level one, once everybody reaches level one, you get prizes, you get virtual Munzies added to your account. And then once you reach level two, you get more prizes. So pretty much the harder you work at your clan, the more and more prizes you get. So if you get to level five, you get like so many credits on your account. So that's, it's kind of like once you put in a little bit into the game, you get some back and you don't have to like keep paying for everything necessarily. So that's, I mean, they're really into like giving back for people that participate actively in their game. And it's free. Yeah, cl- clans don't cost anything. Very good. Mm-hmm. Right? Good, po- good point, Jesse. And you don't have to be premium to be in a clan just That's to start correct. a clan. Yep. And um, yeah, the trickiest thing is to find people to play with, I think. Well, and, but yeah. you, but you, the good thing is there's this thing called Facebook now. So that's how I got into yeah, clans. Yeah, it's a wonderful tool. Join, Never heard of it. Yeah. If you're Facebook. looking for here's some advice. If you're looking for a Munzee clan like I was, I live in the middle of nowhere. I, there is no other Munzee players in my town except me. So I joined this Facebook group and they have a whole slew of people. They have something like 23 clans of people in their group. So if you can find uh, you know, maybe a statewide Munzee group on Facebook, I'm sure they have some sort of clans set up that you can join. We are, we are amazingly organized in Minnesota. Our, the Minnesota Munziers. Uh, there is a guy on there that, that everybody submits what they want to do, what level they want to do. And he just puts it together like a puzzle and he sets the roster and the teams and, and sends out all the invites. So it's pretty amazing. People are pretty communicated to this mm-hmm. to make sure everybody is having fun out there and it can feel, feel included. So I thought that was, I think that's really amazing. Even if you're not in a, even if you don't want to go that far, you can join a random clan. Just like if you've never done one True. before, mm-hmm. if you want to just get a feel for what a clan is about, just join one randomly for one month. Now you have to do, you have to join between. Somebody help me out. The third, the first. I think it's the first between the first and the third of the month. It, so clans. Here's an important note: clans yeah. last a month at a time. Technically, less than a month. They always start on the third 
of the month. So this month started on June 3rd and they last until, oh, what is it? 12.01 Monday time on the first of the next month. So technically you have till like the 30th or the 31st of that month. And so you have those two days to get your clans organized and join one. So it is, it's important to realize how much work these people put into organizing people and they, cause they only have two days to get this all straightened out. And it really amazes me how places like Josh's group or my group organize so many people into 23 or 30 clans or whatever it is in two days. It's wild. For those that want to find out more about clans, my suggestion is to follow the Munzee, the official Munzee blog because they will post all the requirements days before so people can kind of know what they can do and stuff like that. And it's always useful information because one of the things you'll learn about Munzee the more you play it is that they're always putting out new things. <laughs> always. <laughs> all the time. Like always, every, always, always. Every week. Every week or every other week, there's always something new, something exciting added. So it, um, following the Munzee blog is the best way, I feel like, to get that information. I think one of the cool things, too, is because it is only a month, so it's not forever, uh, they set new goals every month. So it's something different. I've only done it for this one month. But uh, one of the really neat things, and it, it may be something they've done a bunch, and I just didn't, I've never seen it before is they one of the goals was to find a certain number of the recycle icons, which for people who are not playing the game and, and haven't seen it, essentially what they did is they found a way to incentivize finding ones that have not been found in a long time. So kind of cleaning up the map and you, you go and do some kind of maintenance basically. And, you know, it's there, it's not there. I found it, it's still there. And uh, they, they find a way to make points for that, which mm -hmm. I thought is genius. I've yeah. You know, now you yeah. got to have just a so bunch clever. of clean to be there, and they're not there. So, absolutely. So I, I really like this this plan too because some areas, obviously, you might not get a lot of captures on Munzies in certain areas. Um, so what they did was, if this certain Munzie hasn't been captured in a year or more, they turn it into this at certain times of the year, not all times. They turn it into this recycling icon. And you get more points if you go out and capture the recycle icon. So you get more than just the regular five points. Um, and so part of the clan this month is to capture so many recycles. And also, since they haven't been captured in a year, they may or may not be there. So if you log uh, that it's not there, then that I think it triggers something that it, it goes away, basically. It gets deactivated after it's turned into a recycle. Get, get archived. Which is so, great. It's a way to clean, keep the map clean. So one thing um, I do want to talk about for a moment, and then I'm, we'll get into some other stuff, but um, geocaching in Munzee, um, I think what I never realized um, until recently was, especially until, until was MOGA, but in Joshua, you, you can talk about, you just got back from, from Woodstock, but there's kind of, a cool thing that you can do and you get some really cool uh, badges that um, you might not realize. Cause the, other cool, the other cool thing about badges is when you look at the list of achievements, uh, it's called achievements on the, the app, but there's badges on here that you don't realize are out there until you like get them. But um, when you go to like we were at MOGA, we were at a, we were at a mega for geocaching there were um, other things you can do there on top of the geocaching. You can go to um, uh, 
meeting um, events. And a lot of times at the events, you can get um, special uh, badges based on that. So um, it was kind of fun to – and um, one thing that we did at MOGA was um, they have these cards you can buy. I know Jonah was th- was very excited about buying a little card. But um, – <laughs> Space Coast, I know, has the, has little um, notebooks they keep them in, and you can scan them for points, and that's that was kind of – I know it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but yet um, – <laughs> When you're, yeah, when you're getting lots and lots of points, <laughs> it's a lot of it's fun. fun. Well, it's something we talked – Josh uh, – Jesse and I talked about before before the show was started, we talked about before, before is that – and Jesse, you put it perfectly, and that is that um, – it's kind of like a video game, if you think about it. And I forgot how you exactly put it. Do you remember how you... No, it is a lot more like a video game than a scavenger hunt. But it's just that a, a location-based video game, whereas geocaching is more of a location-based scavenger hunt. Yeah. So mm. that's a good way to put it. It's a it's kind of like a location-based video game, in a sense. So, um, mm. so when you were at uh, Woodstock recently, Joshua... Tell us a little bit about your experience of, because you ended up getting a special badge, and you were at basically the largest event that Munzee has ever had. Yeah, so uh, at Geo Woodstock, they have uh, they had an event coinciding with with the event, and there were over. Now this might not sound, sounded like a lot in geocaching terms, but for Munzee, a, a game that is growing. Uh, this is huge. They had over 200 attendees at this Munzee event, which is the largest Munzee event ever. And Munzee had the forethought that when an event hits 200, and they didn't know when it would, that they would uh, release a badge. And so the artwork we created and made, and and, and all of a sudden that evening uh, it showed up. And I got one for attending an event for uh, 50 or more people. 100 or people, I think 150 maybe, and then now 200. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, but, yeah, and then not only that, any, a lot of the events you go to, they have their own uh, badge for the event. So here, I'll just – I don't know if you'll yeah, be able I've to see it here. Yeah, I've got a tea party. Oh, yeah, let me, let, me, um, let me focus on you. Hang on. Yeah, so – Go ahead. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So there's the one for, for Geo Woodstock. And then because it's, it was a coexist event, and the idea is, is that – the, Munzee encourages the two hobbies to coexist together. So they had a special coexist, and there's North Carolina right there. See, geocaching Munzee and an event. Mm-hmm. There's an encouragement for, for the two hobbies to co- coexist. I mean, the president of Munzee is a geocacher himself. And, oh, yep, there we go. There's a coexist badge you know, that I got when we were at uh, yeah. MOGA. I also got one called a tea party, so I don't – Meaning. Yeah, they they have yep. kind of special promotions for certain events. Um, like I know their Munzee birthday month is coming up in July, so they have a special mm-hmm. badge for any event you attend in July. But um, another cool point is you can design if you if you're planning on hosting an event, you mm-hmm. can design your own badge for people that attend your event. So like this one that That's I have. Really cool. We did instead of a tea party event, we did a, a caffeine coffee oh, overload event. Very, so very it's cool. it's got like this cool coffee cup with you know lines and crazy stuff coming out of it. So that was designed by one of 
the people in my group of Munzee friends. It wasn't designed by Munzee HQ. That's very cool. That's a neat yeah. idea. Um, so another another thing, Gary, mm-hmm. Gary, you you remember this too? Another thing that's cool: uh, special incentives for an, attending events. So, uh, for example, everyone that scanned that tea party that you went to, and, and the tea party was a part of what the Moga thing that we went to. That's why you have that badge, Gary. Right. Um, everyone that scanned an event that particular weekend um, got an emerald Munzee deployed somewhere in the world in their name. Yeah. So like I, I have, I have a Emerald uh, Munzee in somewhere in Texas. I have, because I attended an event, I have one in Australia and it just, so it just releases it from your account. And so you own, you own that Munzee in a, in a virtual garden somewhere in the world. And so that's kind of cool to giving incentive for attending an event by deploying a Munzee out in the world, a virtual one somewhere out in the world for you. So, um, Let's talk a little bit about virtual gardens because that's another thing I'd never heard of before. So, so, so just, many things, so many cool things. But let's we'll start oh. with that. We'll get to the special munzies here in a second too. But go, go, go uh, Jesse. Um, have you ever found a virtual garden? Yeah, we found a few of the smaller ones here in town. But because of the that biggest event that Josh was just talking about, the Woodstock was here. People all got together, just like is done around every geocaching event. You hide a bunch of caches so people can come find them in their town. Uh, on the grounds of Woodstock, there were, I don't even know how many, uh, oh my God, so many, a lot of virtuals. We haven't actually gone down there and gotten any of them yet, but uh, we know that we can for future clan wars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're saving them. We're putting them in our pocket, Absolutely. but there's tons of them. So if you look at the map, there's you just, I don't know, hundreds, maybe a couple hundred of them or something. I don't know at least a hundred of them, but it's huge. So that it's kind of like geo art on a different scale. And mm-hmm. some of them are pretty intricate. There's pictures drawn and there's yep. one here in Denver. Um, that's a, uh, ah, what's those little, uh, the minions. There's a minion drawn with different oh, yeah. color munsies. Look at it on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a large concentration of virtual, I guess the, you know, all of them are virtual, but, uh, virtual Munzees all in one area that you can get a whole bunch of points really quickly. Yeah, it's something we didn't really talk I about. Think, Go ahead, Joshua. Well, I was just saying, so people really understand because a lot of people have maybe a geocaching mentality, is that you can you can put a virtual Munzee from your, you can deploy one, essentially hide one, from from your home location anywhere in the world. So people send out like Google spreadsheets of all the coordinates. So, and, and so you can create, you can be a part of creating this uh, virtual art somewhere in the world and, and drop, drop your personal virtual Munzee from wherever you don't have to be at the location, which is yeah. really a, kind of a neat feature. Yeah. It's Sydney, uh, put, uh, put what, oh, what, what, what's Sydney showing us? Oh, the, so uh, here's, Here's one small virtual garden that's in Rochester. It is um, like the symbol of a purple heart that the yeah. soldiers get. Oh, exactly. So it I, is. I think they did that for uh, Veterans Day uh, one year. Yes. And actually, fun point, Joshua mm-hmm. Johnson, the geocaching blogger, has a Munzee in a virtual garden in Rochester. Yes, and I, I do. captured it. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, you know, um, and that's the other cool thing about uh, about the virtual. Well, there's so many cool things about the virtuals. We don't have time to talk about one tonight. But Sydney put a virtual near our house, so we got to go find a virtual. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet of her to do. But yeah, I put one near Jesse too. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so Joshua nice has a cool one on his little snowman. Yeah, yeah. So this one is this one isn't quite finished yet, but uh, this is this is by a uh, uh, Munzee player named Will, uh, a friend of Jonah's, and and he he created this snowman. It's gonna it's gonna have the twins logo down on the bottom there. So and that's I'm cool. just showing this one because I, I haven't I haven't capped it yet. And this is literally two miles from my house. I'm just waiting for a big month where I'm desperate and I'll cap the whole thing. But <laughs> right. that virtual garden right there, that's going to be 600 Munzees worth over 20,000 points. So. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> one of the things and that... Can, oh, can, can I say one more? I'm sorry, Gary. No, go ahead. Uh, go or ahead. else I'll forget. forget. Yeah, I, I want geocachers to understand because I had this misconception about virtuals. The point of virtuals in Munzee is not to like like geocaching where you takes you to a really cool thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's just this thing up in the sky that you want to get as many. It's not about taking you somewhere. Now some, now some virtuals do take you somewhere cool uh, in Munzee, but that's not what it's about. I just want to make sure people know, like they go out and oh, oh, this, there's a virtual Munzee. It must be a really cool place. And it's in a parking lot. So. Well, that's the other thing is that if you're wanting to get points or if you're wanting to get badges, depending on how you want to look at Munzee, you don't want to place one out in the middle of nowhere because no one's ever going to find it. And if, and if one person finds it, that's not really the point. You want to put them in high traffic areas. But <clears throat> one thing that um, Susan and I did, uh, and I didn't know it was there. We just sort of we came across it yesterday was um, a on the map it was geo art and it was a pink ribbon <clears throat> that was created with little pink ribbon virtuals that they um, sold as a fundraiser for breast mm-hmm. cancer awareness and so mm-hmm. somebody had created this Munzee garden and what was cool is that you know you do get 20 points per little thing but um many of them had on the the because you can name your mun you can name your munzi anything what was really cool and i thought was really um heartwarming in a sense was to read as i was going through and capping all these as fast as i could but i was reading about them <clears throat> and people had written little like um memorials to people that mm-hmm. had died from breast cancer or had survived mm-hmm. breast cancer. And so they had put that in the name of other than just, you know, Munzee garden or something. They, they, they created this, somebody took the time, made this, you know, breast cancer awareness type thing. And you could, um, so, uh, you know, they raised money for that. Um, I know that we talked to the two folks we met at, at, uh, Munzee headquarters about the ice cubes, which came out, I guess it was a year ago when they did the ALS, when people were doing the ALS bucket, um, uh, uh, fundraiser Munzee sold ice cubes. And apparently <laughs> they were like all over the map cause you could buy them and then you could put them out. And, um, they raised, um, like $80,000 for, for ALS, for, for selling these ice cubes. And then, um, I think, uh, Sydney, you've got one too, that you want to mention. Right. So the most recent one they did was, um, these paw prints. So it was like a safari, um, 
kind of theme. So what they were doing was raising money to help uh, wildlife rescue organizations and things like that, that take in injured or sick animals and rehabilitate them. And so the money raised from the people buying these special paw prints was used to give to those organizations. But Munzee also adopted a tiger named Mystery because you know how you can like adopt an elephant in Africa or something like that. Um, so they adopted this tiger and, you know, paid for, you know, medical expenses and food and stuff like that with the money that was raised in this, uh, this campaign. So that's another really great thing is Munzee does a lot to give back to organizations and, and stuff that need, need donations. So I have I to ask the question. Um, I got a good question. I have to ask it. I know we've talked about it before, but how much do you think geocaching would raise if they did a project like this for one week where they were selling new virtual, you could Something. hide a new virtual. Oh, that'd be awesome. How much do you think yeah, they would raise I, a charity in like one week? Well, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Um, I feel like geocachers are very uh, generous people. And mm -hmm. I think they're very kind hearted when I did the geo geocaching for Michael thing, just trying to encourage people to go out there and uh, take videos uh, on a special day for to just encourage a family. I was overwhelmed by the amount of people that um, that supported that. Um, so, yes, um, I think that would be. That's a good point, I think, Jesse. I just think it'd be amazing the power that they have with that many people. But anyway, I just side note. Right. So. Um, yeah. as, as we start to get close to the end, I do want to kind of uh, mention some of the prizes because I want to start the process because we got three of them. So, and I should we should have done them as the show was going on, but that's okay. We're gonna do one right now, and then if uh, Jesse, could you watch the um, chat room and tell me the first person that gets this question correct, and we will then get their information, uh, we'll get them sent in and we'll get the information. The first first prize is a Munzee grab bag of a bag of Munzees. Is that, Joshua, is that a good way to put it or? Yeah, I think it's just a, it's a bag of random, I, th I think it's random actual stickers, I think. Yep, I think yes. so. Like a grab bag. <clears throat> there you go. And the question is, yep. <clears throat> and, we'll, and we'll ask the question, we'll go talk about some other stuff, we'll come back to the winner, but is, where is Munsey headquarters? What town, what city is Munsey headquarters uh, in? Oh, he's there, he's got a whole bunch of them there, right there. So, mm. where is Munsey, MHQ as they call it, Munsey headquarters? So, first person to answer that correctly will win the grab bag. Um. Something else we want to, I don't know a lot oh. about, but. Um, yeah, right? already somebody got it. Tom right. got it. Oh, Tom did? Electric Ele Water Boy. Electric Come Water on. Boy gets the prize. Um, now you got to go deploy him, Tom. Yeah, Somewhere. he will. He'll do it. Probably around Loveland, Colorado, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to stick him around. San Anselmo, Texas is where he's going to put him, but. Uh, or who knows? He travels a lot. He might put him anywhere. But uh, that's yeah. right. Does does uh does Tom Tom have a Munzee account? Do we know? Oh, I'm sure His he wife does. Wife does, I believe. Okay. Oh. He's an enabler. If he doesn't, said. if he doesn't, I have this great referral code where he can get fifty <laughs> points to start off. No, skip my referral code. I'm not going to show that. Remember to, 
everybody gonna, runs to get their throat. I'm going to block you. I'm going to block you. We need to go you. edit that out real quick. <laughs> no, gonna, we need the points, not Joshua. I, I, yeah, I, won't, Joshua. I won't put it on there. <laughs> I'm going to blur that out before I, I put, put this there. on YouTube. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I have I have just... <laughs> I won't I won't that's, try to collect any tonight. That's okay. Joshua. Joshua's got so many. <laughs> Joshua, by the way, has more points than any of us. Like anyone. And he has 200-something referrals. Right. He's or something like wow. that. Um, Which we didn't even get to. Referrals. Yeah, referrals. there's so many things. So many things to talk about. Referral codes are kind of cool because you you can you get points based on referrals. Can so. I can I can I brag on something just real yeah, quick? Sure. Oh Go ahead. boy. Go ahead. I I have I have a badge that I'm the only person in the world that has it. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I, is it- I, you can't really say much. You, you can't say much about that, like about my, very many things, but here it is. It's the free lunch badge. See, there right. it is. Have people be interested? Win free lunch. That's for that's for getting over over uh, two hundred referrals. Oh wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Because he does this thing called vlogging, and he says, Boop, "Here's my referral code. <laughs> Everybody that knows me, go scan it." Hey, and I'm giving. I'm giving them 50 points to start off. Yeah, so but you're also getting points. <laughs> <laughs> it's give and Absol- take, give and take. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, there are so many things that we can get to. There's coins with a Z. There are, oh my gosh, there's so many different things, um, but we're kind of out of time. So let's, let's kind of start to wrap this up. Um, let me ask another question and then I'm going to kind of go around and, let people kind of talk and then we'll finish up. But um, so correct me if I'm wrong, Joshua, we got a $20 Munzee store credit. Is that how we call that? Or yeah, it, they'll, I think they'll send you a code and you can put the code in a promo code in the Munzee store and you'll get $20 off whatever you purchase from there. Wow. That's awesome. Sweet. So can the, I win? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe if you set up an account real quick and get on. No, never. Um, hey, <laughs> hey so Glenn, is, answer this question yeah, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question. How much older is geocaching from Munzee in years? Don't you have to go down to months or any of that kind of thing. Just in years, how many years difference is geocaching from Munzee? That's the question. So. Um, Everybody's on Google right now. We're not getting any answers. We're not getting any answers. That's okay. We'll, we'll get answers here in a minute. Um, so while we're waiting for that, Joshua, tell us a little mm. bit about Zeops. What is a Zeops? Zeops is, is kind of like Clan Wars, but it's individual. So let's say you, you, you don't want to be a part of a team or don't want to rely on other people to get a certain amount of points. Well, you can, you can do this thing called EOPS where you can set up your own sort of operation. It is all kind of a spy theme sort of thing. So for uh, there's different sort of levels. You can do a three-day challenge uh, or a three-day operation. You can do a seven-day. I think you can do up to 14 days. And every month they have sort of different requirements. So, for example, for like today, I had to find 10 evolution munzies. And then I... Once you have fully met your requirement uh, of all the days that you've set up, and you can set up what you want to do each day, you have options. Once you complete the whole thing, much like Clan Wars, you get prizes 
that you can use back into the game. You can get uh, you get virtual Munzies, you get uh, credits to be to deploy Munzies uh, stickers. Um, so it's cool. it's kind of like an individual individual sort of clan wars hey, experience. Man. That is that is awesome. Um, by the way, yeah. um, Joshua, what what are you going to need for these different things? Do you want their email address, or how do you want people to give you? Or should you you want them to send me the stuff and I can send it to you? Or Joshua's kind I think, of holding hold the info. So <laughs> I think what Munzee will need is the cool thing is that Munzee can give out whatever they want as long as they know your username. So you'll have to know their exact um, Munzee username. Munzee and if they don't have um, uh, an account yet, then then they can sign up and give that username. Okay. Once cool. they have that username, they'll, they'll have they have access to that email address and everything. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, Electric Water Boy, um, definitely send uh, me somehow the name that you want to put for your Munzee uh, prize, and then um, and Jesse, we have a we actually somebody knew the answer to that question, so we have a winner for the twenty dollar. Mm-hmm. Francis won. He's in the chat room right now. Sweet. Um, and uh, a couple people got so. it right after him, but uh, he got the first answer in. So. Oh, cool. Way to go, Francis. Um, we just need your Munzee, your Munzee name, which brings us to the final question. And this one might be tough. Some people are going to have to do some a little bit of research maybe as we um, talk about the uh, some things toward the end here. We'll get the we'll get the answer to this. But the an- the question is, what is Joshua, the geocaching vloggers Munzee name? Now, that's tough. Oh, if you know anything about Joshua and you know anything about his old geocaching ways, you might be able to get this. But until then, we're going to talk about some other things. So um, let's let's talk about for a minute, Joshua, since I've kind of focused on either for a moment. Um, what are some things you're going to be uh, doing uh, in the near future uh upcoming events you're going to be at where can people find you um out there yeah physically out there and then also virtually how they can find you yeah very good so one of the things i'm working on this month is i'm doing something that i haven't done ever on my youtube channel i get a lot of people say saying josh you need to make daily videos because there's people out there believe it or not that put a video up every day of their life and that is a lot of work so i've never (laughs) never ever done that before but i decided for the month of june to put a geocaching video and i've tried to keep it to geocaching every single day for the month of june so i'm on day 18 and I got uh, 11 more, no, 12 more days to go. So uh, you can find my, all those videos. And I, I'm really proud of the videos I put out this month just because they've been from a lot of really cool lo- locations. Uh, but you can check out my videos at geocachingvlogger with a V, geocachingvlogger.com. Uh, so that's where you can find me virtually. Um, but uh, this summer, um, and I, I'm looking at, at some of the events that I'm going to be attending. So the Midwest Geo Bash. Have you, any of you guys attended that before the, in uh, in Ohio? No, but I, I always hear about it and I always think about it. Um, Sydney, have, you're probably closest of the three of us. I think so. It's it's close in relative terms to me. I mean, technically, it's only two states away, but I think it's still something like Closer eight, to Colorado. Eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to go. It's just never seemed 
to work out with the timing for some other reason. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Anyway, I, I went to the event two years ago, and when I find found out, you need to look at the artwork for the coin and for all of this. If anybody knows me or has watched my videos, you know that my favorite movie of all time, I'm pretty obsessed with it, is Back to the Future. So the theme is Back to the Fairgrounds, and they show a little – they always have a, a animal uh, on their on all their stuff. And, and so this year it's a penguin, and the penguin is a Marty McFly penguin. Oh, And awesome. so it's all back to the – it's all back to the future science fiction. So I was not going to attend, but I, last night I was literally on Facebook and I saw the coin and you guys, it is, Oh my gosh. Let's I, see if you can find the coin. Look it up. It is, it is a back to the future coin. That's awesome. So I don't know if I've ever done this, but I'm basing my attendance on the swag. That's I'm basing, a cool thing. <laughs> that, so, that tells you, you know, all you mega, all you mega uh, promoters out there know that like the swag can motivate people to come to your event. So it's awesome. Maybe so it's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent sure. Go ahead. I was Gary. just gonna say maybe they could sell little pine trees when at the Back to the Future. Thing. Yeah, right. Lone pine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so I, I haven't talked to the wife yet. So oh. that might be just, this might be useless. Don't tell her guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything. But, uh, but I, I'm thinking uh, that I might be going to Midwest Geobash um, in the second weekend in July. I'm also, I, I also try to get, attend the West Bend Cash Bash in the Milwaukee area. So I'm looking at that. Um, and this is a for sure and a certain, I'm going to uh, Geogross uh, in Homa, uh, Louisiana. I've been there, down there once before. They have two Geo tours and they're having a big event down there in October and the exciting thing is going to go down there. So um, love, love to hang out with any of you guys that come on down there. And let me say geocaching is great and the food is great and the people are so kind down there. So um, I, I would love to see you, you three down there well, uh, in October. I am planning to be there. Um, we're uh, Susan and I are, we, it's on the plan now. Mm -hmm. um, current <laughs> employment uh, is uh, at a negative right now. I'm at zero employment. <laughs> so I'd kind of like to secure a job before I sort of commit to, but I do have a, I have a room already reserved for that, uh, uh, awesome. for that weekend. So um, I would really like to go down to the, do that two different, two geo tours in the same look, basically yeah. location. I mean, who can pass up and two coins. Yeah, geo tours. I mean, that's in two of them in the same spot. And the, I met <clears throat> at Moga. I got to meet uh, one of the uh, individuals who works on um, the the Homa, uh, one of the geo tours, and very sweet lady. And she, we talked to her for a little bit, and probably have them on the show some when it gets closer to October because um, that that is a cool area. I love your videos you did uh, from from Homa. Go check out. Uh, Joshua's videos about that uh, area so um, just just really cool so um, <clears throat> anyway um, we have a we have a winner for the last for the premium membership uh, um, so uh, uh, Jesse who was the winner of that uh, geocaching Adam won the last question Ooh. oh what a guy sweet <laughs> Adam I hung out with him at at, at Geo Woodstock so <laughs> I heard and, all about uh, it. He's a, guy. he's a New yeah, York. He's, <laughs> he's a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker. He's up in New York. 
Listen, not everybody from New York talks like that. Gary. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. That's just New York City. Two very, different things. Totally very, different things. Very stereotyping, <laughs> me, wasn't it? I'm very sorry about that. All right. Jeez. Wrapping this speaking, up. Speaking of speaking yes. of, can can I say one more thing? Go ahead. I will probably won't be on for a little while. No, that's okay. I gotta Go get my get it all in. in. Get it all um, in, Joshua. Speaking of, I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> speaking of Geo Woodstock, people. Okay, I'm going to talk Geo Woodstock right now. Okay. Now. If, if you have an inkling that you're going to attend or close by, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. I think it's going to be one of the best Geo Woodstocks ever. And, I, and I'm not just saying that. Based on, go to their website and look at the swag that they have available already. You guys, this event is happening when? It's happening in May of 2018, mm-hmm. yeah. and they already have all the swag like out and done. Okay, The, thing, the, the event is going to be at Coney Island. It's, you get free admission to the amusement park, the park. because mm-hmm. the event is at the amusement park. So bring your family. I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to be there. Gary's going to be there. I'm just yep. going to say, you guys are all going to be there. Well, I'll be um, there. I, 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 I'm speaking for them right now, but, um, but logger will attends. It's, 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 even if you have an inkling that you might go, that's all I got to say. Yes. Mic drop, mic drop. There you go. Very good. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up tonight, uh, Jesse, what are what are some of your closing thoughts? Closing your your closing speech. So the premise of the whole show was, you know, can Munzee and geocaching coexist? And we kind of got not sidetracked. We kind of had to highlight some of the because we have a geocaching audience. Highlighted a bunch of the Munzee stuff, but and we didn't even really scratch the surface, even of the stuff that I've seen just starting off because there's so many new things. So that's probably uh, a good point uh, here at the end. Is there's a lot of different things. It's not geocaching with stickers, like Joshua says. It's a different game. And for me, I've always been one in geocaching that said, you know, quality over quantity. But any of my friends will know that they'll call me on that BS because I'll get every single thing that's around me. <laughs> I clear out my whole town. Uh, I really think now that we're starting to do Munzee more, I can focus. I can get my fix, my gaming fix with Munzee because they're all over the place and I can focus more on the big trips for geocaching like I want to do. So we'll see how it'll play out over time. Cause I'm, I'm still brand new. Y'all have all been playing longer than me. Uh, but I think they can coexist well. And I, I, there's competition to it. There's a good mix. You can do them both at the same time. Um, I like it. And I think it's actually going to up our geocaching game. So very cool. That's kind of my, my two cents on the, on the topic. Yeah. Um, who wants to go next? Sydney, you want to go next on that? Sure. Um, I, I mostly agree with Jesse. Um, I think they can coexist, but you you kind of one or the other is not necessarily for everybody. So you have to, if you're gonna do them both, you have to be into it. Um geocaching and Munzee, in my mind, are two completely different things. Like I said, Munzee is more competitive and more about the points and getting more and more and more. And geocaching is more about, you know, finding cool locations and, you know, finding unique caches and stuff like that. So I think they're two totally different things, like I said. But I I often do them both together at the same time, whether I'm going out for the purpose of geocaching and also munzeeing, or I'm going out for the purpose of munzeeing, but also finding geocaches. Very cool. Joshua, you get sort of the last word because I'm just going to do the end of the show part. So you actually get the last word about Munzee. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for doing the show, Gary. And uh, yeah, if you're a geocacher and you haven't looked at the app since since you downloaded it, maybe you were like me and downloaded it in 2012, played a little bit and haven't picked it up. I'm just going to encourage you, pick it up, take a look, make sure all the filters are turned on so you can see everything that's out there. And take some a little bit of time to learn about the game because I think the more you learn about it, the more you enjoy the game. Very good. Thank you, sir. Well, um, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And before I go any further, we need to make sure, guys, the one that you won something, do not forget, I need your Munzee name. That's important. So if it's either put it in the chat room and I'll, we'll find it there, or you need to email us at geocachetalk at gmail.com. But somehow let me know your Munzee name. Otherwise I can't give you your prize. So there you go. Um, and the rest of you, please email us at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Send us your hate mail or your fan mail or whatever, but uh, let us know. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk, uh, is the show. Uh, I am at Gary Slinkard. Jesse's at Memphis underscore mafia. Sydney's at Shermanator GC and Joshua, you're at how, what's yours at geocaching vlogger? All one word. Yep. Geocaching vlogger. All one word. There you go. Yep. Uh, which makes sense cause it's a Twitter name. So Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching and Munzee. Go cap a Munzee and then go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.